She's back! I'm Audacious Adri. I'm inching closer to my mid-30s and my knees couldn't agree more. I live in LA, my depression is cured, and I'm trying my hardest to find free parking. Let's navigate through our spiritual, physical, and mental health so we can live our best lives, yeah? It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) That song is stuck in my head. I never thought in a million years I'd have a Taylor Swift song stuck in my head, but we'll talk about that. Welcome to the Audacious Adri Show. I'm your girl, Adri, and we talk about all things spiritual, mental, and physical health so you can what? Live your best life ever. Now, you can, if you're new here, you can find me on the social meets at Audacious Adri Show on IG and YouTube and at Audacious Adri on Twitter. My, t- my tweets have been incredibly, incredibly offensive lately. So, you know, take a good look. Take a gander. Whoa. Okay. I think the last time we talked was end of 2020. Well, I mean, obviously end of 2022. I think a little bit before the holidays. It's been a while. It's been a time. And we're here. And we're we are living happy 2023. It's so weird to say 2023. Um, it's just a new year. The show will be two years old in March. It's just beyond me that I've been here this long. I've been doing this many episodes. I remember there was a time in my life that I would not do a show without a co-host and was so afraid to do this. And here we are 50 something shows and God is good. Yeah. And if you're new here or if you've been here with us for a while, I just want to remind you why I do this show. And, you know, and I, I'm, I took some time off to think and to pray and to draw closer to God. And I just want to just remind you why we come together twice a month and, you know, we kiki, right? Here on the Audacious Adri Show, I use my voice to inspire others to improve their spiritual, mental, and physical health. Here we have honest and informed conversations to bring awareness to our current conditions so we can live abundantly in every area of our lives, okay? So I love that. That's why I'm here. If you don't know, I am currently a clinical psychology grad student. This is my, I'm ending my first year and I'm really blessed and grateful that God has um, opened a door for me to study. Um, if you know a little a little bit about me, I went to undergrad for fashion, marketing, and I love fashion. I love um, the industry. I love expressing myself through fashion. If you don't already follow my fashion page, it's called The Fulton. It's at, uh, how do I say? I put it in the description because it's like, it's like symbols. So follow that. You know, when I get, you know, I'll generally post things that inspire me, things that I really like. Um, it's just, you know, it's cute. We're growing it. She's cute. But, you know, I have a, I have a fashion background, but I, I have a marketing background. And marketing and psychology go hand in hand. So it's really amazing to have the opportunity to 
dive into uh into mental health which I absolutely love and I was talking about mental health before I even pursued the field so God opened the door and just I I I took the opportunity um physical health I mean I love to work out I've always been an athlete it's very important to me to be healthy I'm all about breaking generational curses uh, as far as health wise and just staying you know as healthy as they come today I walked into a gas station and this guy this is extremely misogynistic but I laughed to myself I'm like ugh he goes, you can tell, you can tell she work out. And so like, it's, I mean, thanks, sir. But like, no one told you to come into my body, but it's important to me that like my body looks good because when you look good, you feel good. And you know, you know what I mean? So it's, physical health is very important to me. And I hope to incorporate more experts in that area. Cause I'm not an expert. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. Like I feel like I know a lot, but I don't know everything. It's the only time you're ever going to hear me say that. <laughs> don't tell the person I'm dating that. Um, but I feel really connected to physical health and physical health and mental health go hand in hand. So, you know, we talk about that here. Also spiritual health. Um, I grew up in the church. I've worked in a church. I am a follower of Christ. Um, you know, minister of the gospel. God, you know, God has called us to do, to be minister of the gospel in different industries. And, you know, God has called me to, to, to psychology. So that is, my field, but you know, spiritual health is very important for my survival and for my journey here. So if you're new here, that's what we focus on. I'm so glad that you're here. Please share this with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your cousins, with your enemies, with your neighbors, share it with the person, you know, at the red light next to you, you know, sometimes you're jamming and you're like dancing and they look at you like turn me up so they can see and be like, this is the audacious Adri show. You should listen. Like, do you know, you know, pay it forward. That's your good deed for the day. Right? Right? Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what have I been up to? What have I been up to? Well, clearly I've been listening to Taylor Swift, which we, we can just now say that hell has froze over. Um, hell is frozen over. We'll get more into that later. Oh, I have to say this March. Let me pull it up. Let, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up on the calendar. I'm, I'm having a country moment right now. I've been listening to Shania Twain. So I'm just, I'm, it's very country around here. And if you love country, let me know, like, tell me your favorite artist. I love Shania Twain. I love Tim McGraw. I love Rascal Flatts. Like, I love the girls, okay? So we can talk about country another day, okay? March, oh, wait, no, that's February. Saturday, March 4th, we will be meeting in person if you live in the LA area. I will disclose the location uh, to the people that hit me up that want to come. We're going to be doing a book club. We're going to be doing a book club. There is a song, or there is a book that I've been talking about literally for three months called The Mountain Is You, and I can tell you who it's by if you want to get it, you know, get it, get it popping, start reading it, you get a whole month, you get like six weeks, it's by Brianna West, Weist, Brianna Weist, just Google The Mountain Is You, you, you already know who it is, and I'll put it in the, in the description, we're going to read that book, that book has completely changed my life, and it's the reason why we're here today, um, so actually, let's get into it. So when we last left off, 
I, it was the day before my birthday. I recorded this like right before I got on a plane. I was really trying my best to like meet the deadline so that I could play and enjoy my birthday. I had one of the best birthdays ever. I went back to my hometown for the second time that month because I was extremely homesick. It's really hard being away from family during the holidays. And it like wasn't even like, honestly, like the holidays didn't really exist. It was 80 degrees on Christmas here in LA. It didn't really feel like it. And then it was like when I landed, I had a layover in Chicago and Chicago had like all of their Christmas stuff up. And I literally started crying in the freaking, in the airport because I was like, it really feels like Christmas now. And I went to go see like an adult, like the family, like people that I call family, not my blood family, but they've just taken me on as a daughter and they just mean the world to me. And we all just got together and we celebrated my birthday. We had a pajama party for New Year's. We just we just sat around and, and just enjoyed each other, loved on each other, played games. Like it was exactly what I needed. And it was just, it was amazing. It was amazing. So since, you know, I ate everything, I drank, like it was, I didn't work out as much. And I really wasn't, I was out of school. And actually, just since we're here, I got fired. I got fired from my day job. Um and that was interesting. It, I, I wasn't expecting it. I have never been fired before. It was the first time in my life that I've ever been fired. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I was happy. Like, I was like, you know, I feel like a door needed to be closed. And, but it's just like, it kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's really interesting when you like try your very best. Like, you really push yourself, you give all, and then you get fired. It's kind of like you feel like you failed. I don't know. I feel like I was reading something about divorce and somebody who's saying that, like, going through a divorce, no matter what, like, no matter what the relationship looks like, like, you feel like you failed. And a lot of people, I don't know, like, I don't know if you've ever been through a divorce, but I don't know if you can relate to that. But I just feel like, dang, I feel like I gave everything I I had and I failed at it. So it kind of took, you know, I'm a high achiever. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I don't know if anybody can identify with that. Anybody anybody can relate to that. But I'm a a recovering perfectionist and it kind of took a blow to my ego. So I had to like really figure out where I was mentally so, and we'll talk more about that, but I ended up going home and just being around family and friends and just get got loved on by my people, and then I came back to LA, and if you heard the episode around Christmas time, I talked about, like, the holidays, and I talked about, like, how it's really hard going home, but you know, when you move away from your hometown, but it's really good for you. It really grows you and matures you. And it it does, it does you good to be away from all that, you know, and I'm sitting here saying this on this podcast, but I'm like, I don't really know if I believe that all the way, but that is the journey that I had to go through. Um, from the, I went, I went back home beginning of December for my God sister's wedding. And then I went back like a month, like three weeks later and when I came back the first, if you haven't already listened, um, when I came back from the wedding, I was completely depressed. I was like, I hate LA. I don't want to be here. I want to go back with my family. Like it, it was a magical week, like weekend. Like we just, we literally did not leave. Like we were together for four straight days, did not leave each other's sight for four days. It was perfect. And then I came back to LA. I don't have family here. I'm just, you know, I'm just meeting friends here. I'm building my life here. And I was like, I hate it. So I had to like center myself. Well, for th- for two weeks, I dealt with being fired, and then I had finals the next week, so I had to, like, bury myself into the book, so then when I was done with school, I had a week off from school, 
And then like another week and then I went away. So I had to deal, you know, deal with feelings and I had to deal with everything then. But I really wasn't dealing with everything. So we'll talk more about that. But so I get back to LA first week of January and my church starts a, um, a church-wide fast. Like a lot of churches, if you're not familiar, they do a fast. And if you don't know what a fast is, a fast is abstaining. It's not a diet. It's abstaining for from food for spiritual purposes. And the reason why a lot of people fast, it will, first of all, it's something that Jesus did and we're, in, we're called to, and instructed to do as Jesus did. And, you know, it's something that it's a, it's a very powerful, um, spiritual discipline and, and Christians aren't the only ones who do it. I know that Buddhists do it. I believe Muslims do it. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Many other people do it. Other people do it just that are spiritual and that don't really follow a religion. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I think witches do it. Like I think people Wiccan do it. Like it's a very, very powerful spiritual discipline. And basically as a Christian, I said, that's the only thing I can really speak on as a Christian, you're abstaining from food to basically kill your flesh, the human part of yourself so that, that your spirit, your spirit, man, the part that's most connected to God can shine through and you can connect with God. It's, it's so that at your hunger, you're, you're basically like when you're hungry, you're feeding your flesh, you're feeding the human side of yourself. But when you abstain and not just not eat, but you're, you're, you're abstaining from distractions and you're centering yourself, you're praying and you're spending time with God. So instead of eating, you're spending time with God. You're not just not eating and just going about your day and watching TV and, and, you know, going to the bar. I mean, I went to the bar, but I didn't drink. I just went to watch the Bills game. We'll talk about that later. Um, (laughs) um, you know, you're not just like out here, like doing what you would normally do. You're doing it to, to specifically set time to be with God and to, to get in God's presence. And people are like, well, what do you mean get into God's presence? God is everywhere. It means to like, there's scriptures that say like, close the door and go to your secret place and go with God. And like your secret place is like that. It's like your intimate time with God. Like you wouldn't be with your partner, like being intimate, just like in front of everybody. I mean, some people might be into that, you know, it's 2023, but most people, like to be intimate behind closed doors. And it's a, a moment that they share with their partner. And it, you basically take this moment and you share intimate time without distractions with God. And when you weaken your, when you weaken your flesh, your spirit man um, is, is heightened. And it's, it's a really incredible thing. There's a book by Jensen Franklin called Fasting. Um, they're just Google fasting. Like it, you'll, there's so much information. There is a there is, there's a guy named um, Dr. Miles Monroe who has a wonderful teaching about fasting. Hit me up on any, you can, you know, hit me up on any um, social media or whatever and I can send it to you. But it's, it's, it's a wonderful um, discipline. And also, I did a video about it. It was a short on YouTube about how Jesus, before he went into his ministry as the savior of humanity, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. No food. Like some of us do like, you know, Daniel's fast or some people do social media fast and there's different kinds of fasts. Um, he didn't have any food. Some people do only water fast, only liquid fast. Some people do a dry fast where you do nothing. I've done a dry fast one time. When I tell you it was the hardest thing I've ever did, it was literally the hardest thing I've ever did, but it was the best. I would recommend doing a dry fast at least once in your life. I literally was like, 
maybe I was delusional, but I was literally like floating. I was literally like I wasn't on planet Earth. Like I was I was literally with God riding on a cloud. It was phenomenal. It was very difficult, very, very difficult. But I would recommend it at least once in your life, like three days, like depending. I mean, you know, like, hey, disclaimer, disclaimer. If you are on medication, if you got a medical issue, don't come suing me, my my love. Talk to your doctor. But I would I would recommend doing it at least one to three days. I don't know anything other than that. You're you're nuts. Like anything other than that, take it up with God. But so anywho, Jesus did forty days and forty nights, no food. I don't believe he did water either. If I'm I'm not mistaken. I don't know. And while he was fasting, this is right after he was baptized, which is baptized is an outward symbol of a new life with God. And he was baptized. And when he was baptized, Jesus, God literally came out of the clouds and was like, that is my son. And I'm well pleased with what he's doing. I affirm him. He is who he, who he says he is. And then Jesus, and then right when God was like, you're my guy, he goes in the freaking wilderness by himself and is torn by the devil okay and like that is something that we need to talk about like when you that's a whole nother episode but sometimes when you are called and chosen by god god will be like that's my girl he'll like he'll hook you up he'll make you like you'll feel like the sun is shining extra hard that day you'll feel like you're glowing like a vampire in 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 what's that freaking what's that freaking movie with the vampires and bella and uh and robert pattinson you'll feel like you're in twilight and your skin is sparkling but then god will lead you out into a freaking desert or a wilderness by yourself and the devil will torture you and that's what happened to to Jesus. He was in that he was in that wilderness and the devil had come to him three times and was like, "If you are the son of God, then throw yourself off of this cliff. Basically kill yourself. If you are who you say you are, throw yourself off of the cliff because the Bible says that if you if you if you uh if you fly off the cliff, God's going to get the angels and save you." And then then Jesus was like, "Um, no sir. The Bible also says like don't test God." So every time the enemy came to to God with scripture, scripture that God has given us that the, the enemy used it and twisted it to tell him to do stuff. He's crafty. He's a crafty little mf'er. Okay. So then the second time he came to him and he was like, he sh- he he's like, hey, I know you've been out here fasting. You haven't ate, ate anything for days. If you if you really are who God says you are, then go ahead. Show me your power. Turn them stones into bread. And as hungry as God was said, as hungry as, as God was, he, as Jesus was, he said, no, like the word of God, what did he say? Um, basically, um, like the word of God will be enough to satisfy my hunger. I can't think of the scripture, but like, that's what he said. You guys can look it up. It's in, it's in the new Testament. It's in the gospels. I believe it's in Matthew. It's in all of the God. I think it's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, and then just go, just Google like Jesus fast in the wilderness. Um, and then the third time, this is like the most, the most intense time. And I just like want y'all to sit with this and just think about this. Cause it's taken me many years as a Christian to like really fully take this in. And like the more, the older I get, the more I understand it. It's just wild how the Bible works. But the last thing he said was like, if you are the son of God, why don't you just come with me? Like, I'll give you, he took him to the highest mountain and he said, he goes, I'll give you everything, you know, beyond this mountain. I'll give you everything that you want if you would just bow down and worship me. And Jesus was like, I ain't doing that, bro. 
I'm not doing that because that's not what I'm about to do. And he fled. The Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And and Jesus resisted him. He didn't bow down and worship him. And instead of like, like, and the thing is, Jesus knew, like Jesus and the devil both knew who Jesus was. Like the devil knows and I'm like, I didn't plan on saying this, but the devil knows who you are. The devil knows your potential. And what he'll do is try to give you the counterfeit version of what God has for you. Like if you want a husband and God has called you to be a wife, the devil will say like, I know, you know, he'll bring you a guy on a platter and be like, here, I know you want to be a wife. Here's this guy. He's got everything you need here. But you're like, I know that that's not the man that God has for me. Because if you're smart, you'll go to God first. And say, God, you know, is this my husband? Will you show me? Will you, you know, show me who, if this is the person for me? Does does this person's character and what he wants in life align with my, with the character that I want in my husband and, and, and what I want in life or what God wants for me? Instead of doing that, a lot of the times the, the, we'll just take what the enemy throws at us and end up in a bad situation. That happened to me. That happened to me. I didn't want to do God's way. I said, God, I'm done with you. I'm not doing it this way anymore. I want to do it my way. And then I was like, see, I found a guy that I like. He's everything. And, you know, we got engaged. And I'm like showing my ring off. And it was truly the devil that brought that to me. And it almost ruined my life. But God is gracious and God is good. And God is a redeemer. And he has grace and mercy for us when we make bad decisions. But it was Jesus was being tested in that moment. Jesus was being tested in that moment to see if he really believed what God was saying about him. And that's what's happened to me in situations. I wasn't really believing what God was saying in the moment about myself, right? So I say all that. Y'all have to like, just read the, just read the, 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 the New Testament, read the gospels. It's just like, it's insane. And I did a, and watch my YouTube video. I'll put the, the, the link in the description, basically about like how the devil came to, Jesus three times and tried to tempt him. And a lot of the times that will happen right before you get your breakthrough. And like this, it was literally right before Jesus changed humanity. If Jesus would have did one of the things, he would have died. He would have broke his fast too early, or he would have um, worshiped the devil. And like, we would be dead. Like we wouldn't even be here. A lot of us wouldn't even be here because our bloodlines would have just died out because the Bible says the wages of a sin is death. So what happens when you, when you, when you sin is the, the wage or the effect of that is death. So a lot of us wouldn't even be here because our families wouldn't even, even made it. Wouldn't have even, even made it, right? Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. So read that. And I, I just, I, so how do I feel after this fast? Let's talk about it in a minute. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit here. Okay, so I came back from New York beginning of January and I was very intentional because when I came back from the wedding in the beginning of December, I came back and I was very depressed and I was like, I don't want to be in LA. I want to be back home. And so I know, like I talked about in another, another episode, God showed me like for the 20 millionth time where I'm supposed to be. And I came back the second time. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do what I did last time. I'm not going to be depressed. So I was like, you know, I really need to 
lean in. I really need to lean in and lean into this blessing. And also I knew the fast was coming up. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to lean into this fast and I want to hear what God has to say because what I was experiencing in the month of December and just like kind of a linger, it was lingering. Like there was a lingering sadness that kind of followed me throughout 2022, just parts of 2022. I mean, I had my highs, but I definitely had my lows. Like just, just some things, some really, some things happen to me. Like life happens. Like sometimes things happen that are bad and you have to deal with it. And just, I was struggling trying to reconcile the things that had happened. Right. And so, you know, I had my, I, I was, I had highs though. Like I was up and then I was like, Ooh, down, you know, I got into my feelings and I got, I started ruminating and I was up and then something would happen and I would get down. And I was like, God, I really need to, to be close with you because I need to, I, you're my source. Like I, something's got to give. I need, I can't live like this. I'm like, you've called me to LA and I'm over here and I don't like it. What is the problem? Like I've always wanted to live in California. Why am I not happy? And I know that happiness is like a fleeting emotion, but it said there's a scripture that says something about being happy. So I was like, it's in the Bible. Okay. So, you know, let me just, let me just, so you know, I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to start my fast. I started my fast a little bit later because I went to a concert. I went to go see, let's just, let's just talk about it. I went to go see Magic, who I love. I went to go see them uh, again for the second time in Venice. They were incredible. Um, It was just, it was a vibe. It was just what I needed. Like I needed to come back to this band that I've loved. This band that just like reminds, it just shows me this band. Honestly, this band is uh, basically a reminder of how God really truly like cares about like the weird little things. Like I knew that I loved this band. I knew that I wanted to meet this band. God made it possible. And like, I got to see them front row again. It was incredible. And then like the next night I saw the, the guitarist and pianist play a show in another band that he was in. And that was like an incredible experience. And I like met these really cool people. And it was just like, I was like, okay, here I am. I'm enjoying like, okay, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. We're having fun and we're having fun. (laughs) So then I started the fast, did the fast for, you know, this is, we're on the last day of 21 days. And let me tell you, it's like a marathon. The first, like the first, like they say, like the first, like 10 miles you're like yeah I love this this is easy this is great first first week I was like this sucks like you know I missed my favorite foods but you know we're we're doing it we're here there was a prayer there was a prayer um a prayer zoom in the morning from my mom's church because they were on a fast as well that was really great and then um afternoon there was a, a prayer at my church so you know midway throughout the day lunchtime you're feeling you know your stomach's like grumbling a little bit kind of helped me get through and then the nighttime I had a nighttime routine okay that's what we did and then there was like a a Monday and a Friday thing okay we did that um that was cool and then Sunday was church I'm like okay we're like we're incorporating and then Thursday there was a Thursday thing I'm like okay we're incorporating God Mon- Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday like what could be you know what could go wrong here dealing with life dealing with life okay so life you know I'm here for a week you know I'm dealing with it you know life starts happening go into the second week and I'm like God <laughs> like honestly my my mom's church my family's church did a 10-day fast so like at the 10th day I'm like okay at the 10th day, I'm like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm done. I'm done. And I was like ready to like throw the towel in. I was like, God, this ain't it. I don't, I was like, you know what? Christianity ain't it. Like I'm done. I don't like this. I want, I want what I want. I want to do what I want to do. I, my flesh was like, it was finally starting to happen. It was 
finally you know like when you get like a wax or you get a haircut if you have short hair and you get a haircut and like it's like I know I used to have a, a really really short hair and like I could go three and a half to four weeks without a haircut but like that fourth like it's like after like 35 days it starts getting raunchy. I'm like, I, or like, you know, with your brows, I could go two weeks, maybe even three, but like three and a half weeks. Oh no. It was, it would start getting pretty bad. So at my, at my, at my 10th, like literally in the middle of it, I was like, this is not it. My flesh started to get raunchy. And I was like, God, I can't do this. And I was really, really, really struggling. I became, I was angry. I, you know, I was angry. I was like, God, I don't want to talk to you. I would be like, I would be like listening to prayer or like praying like, God, thank you for this day. Okay, bye. Like I was not happy with God. It was not God's fault. I was just, my flesh was peeling back and I was being exposed and I did not like it. Luckily, my mom's church had a three-day conference or revival, as some people would like to call it. The first day was really incredible and it was a really great guy. And he was just, he was talking about just our, just, just the implications of being a Christ follower and what that looks like. And he was a prophet and he was just saying, you know, he was tell, he was prophesying, which means to not tell the future, but it's, it's basically, he's an intermediary between God and between the Holy Spirit and people. So the Holy Spirit will tell him something and he'll tell the people. So he had a message for the whole church and people that were watching and it was very inspiring. And then the second day was Dr. Cindy Trim. Look her up. She is powerful. She's so powerful. One of her, her videos on YouTube is called Atomic Prayer. She literally has videos of her praying for like hours. It's amazing. If you want to like like feel it like that is it go to her and what I learned from her was that like a bunch like oh my gosh let me tell you my notes it says um oh my gosh I have to find it because it just really it really changed me Oh my gosh. And I found my notes for this episode. I was looking all through all my phone for the notes for this episode and I'm so glad I found them. Okay. So say, thank you, God. Okay. It says you're made in the image of God and God is perfect. So like, why be mad at yourself? Like if you're insecure, you're mad at yourself. It's because you're mad at God. Okay. So the next part is you don't, you don't need to be fixed. You need to be convinced of who you are. You need to be convinced of your dominion. And what is your dominion? Dominion is me manifesting my God-like nature. The Bible says in Genesis one or two, I believe that we have, God has called us to have dominion over all of the earth. And she was like, walk into who you are called to be. Walk into who God calls you to be. Walk into what God has called you to be. And that just really shook me because I was like, I was, when God has called you to do something, it's for a reason. When God tells you to do something, it's not because it's cute or it's fun. It's because there's a reason behind it. God called Noah to create a boat when he had never even seen rain. And you're Noah's probably like, why am I doing this? 
Why am I building a boat? I never even seen rain. But it was because God was sending a flood to the earth to wipe out all of the evil people that were not following him. So sometimes God has us doing stuff for a greater purpose. He won't tell us why because we'll be like, well, what, what is that? You don't do what? Sometimes he doesn't tell us because we won't handle it. I ask God, oh my God, just tell me my future. Just tell me what's going to happen. He's like, I'm not going to tell you it because A, you're going to run. B, you're going to convince, you're basically going to try to tell me like not to or how or try to figure it out or see you're going to get afraid and run away from it because it's so amazing because God has called us all for a purpose and for a reason so sometimes God will make us do weird things like pack up from our business that was successful from our family from all of our friends all that we ever knew from our amazing apartment that we love from all from a great job as, alongside the, the business and go and go to a place that you've never known that you've never even been to before and go live there and go to school and go to this church while you don't know why you're going to this church and he'll 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 do something he'll make something out of it but if we believe God has we believe that God has dominion believe that God has given us dominion and God has given us power that when we're dealing with haters when we're dealing with the devil when we're dealing with bills when we're dealing with our brakes freaking out we're dealing with our tires freaking out we're dealing with an oil change needing to be had and all and no time less time and you know more more time than money really it's it's you're like but god why 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 so i i'm hearing this and she's she's teaching us about giving like she's this woman is literally giving people hundreds of dollars like she gave the musicians like each like two hundred dollars she get she paid somebody's rent she she paid for somebody's medication she she blessed a whole bunch of people and she had you know she asked one of the singers that came the third night to write a twelve thousand dollar check to sow a seed okay now do a teaching on sowing a seed because that just completely changed my life as well but but the you know that really stirred my spirit up and god really spoke to me about my identity so then i'm sitting so I'm like, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. And then like the, the, the revival ends as you know, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Fr- Saturday comes and I'm like, I hate everything. And I'm sitting at work and I hear this song by Taylor Swift and she's like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And I'm like, what? I stopped in my tracks. And if you know me, I am not a Taylor Swift fan. I do not like her. I am not a Swifty, but that just spoke to me. And alongside reading, um, Alongside reading this book, The Mountain is is You, and alongside literally having my flesh just fall off of my body because I'm literally not eating the things that I want to eat. I'm not I'm not distracted. I'm not watching the shows that I want to watch. I'm not on social media as much. I'm not watch, you know, I'm not watching trash. I'm not spending a lot of time with people. I'm not engaging. My phone is on D&D. Like when I'm sitting here, I'm exposed. I'm naked, okay? And just like Adam and Eve, they were like, "Uh-uh." I'm about to get these leaves and I'm about to make myself an outfit because I'm not trying to be exposed. God was exposing me. And he worked through Taylor Swift. Can you believe that? He worked through Taylor Swift. And then the name of the song is Antihero. And you know what Antihero means? Because I had to look it up. An Antihero is a a central character in a story, movie, or drama who lacks conventional heroic attributes. And that is from the New Oxford American Dictionary. It's a central character in a story, a movie, or a drama who lacks conventional heroic attributes. And I'm like, wait a freaking minute. What? That's what that means? What? what? I'm like, well, God, okay, God, what does that mean? 
it, and God and God is just like basically saying, what is the spiritual and clinical implication of being an antihero and knowing that you're the problem? And I'm like, what? God, what are you even saying? He's like asking me this. And I'm like, okay, I gotta use my brain here. I gotta use my brain. I gotta use my brain. And I, and I was like, okay, God, I got one for you. This is the question. And like, I'm thinking about it, but I'm asked, I'm at, I asked myself and God this, and I'm going to ask you this. How are we actively working to heal and improve instead of caving or playing the victim or giving up or becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy? If God has called us to do all these great things, I mean, I, I could pull up a hundred scriptures about God saying that we are called for greatness. We're go- let me let me just read. Let me just read some of the scriptures about what God calls us to. He calls us oaks of righteousness, okay? What does he say about us? God says, just let me let me just tell you. Let me just tell you what he says. God calls us God says he'll bless us. God says he will destroy our enemies. God says he will rebuild us with precious jewels and make our foundations from lapis lazuli, which is a precious stone. He will make us us towers of sparkling rubies and our gates of shining gems and will our walls of precious stones. Okay? He says our enemies will stay far away and we will live in peace. He says our enemies will be defeated in Isaiah 54. Okay? Where is that scripture? I have it written down. It says that we're oaks of righteousness. Like, what is that? What? Let me let me tell you what Isaiah 61 says. Isaiah 61 says that he has anointed us, which means to set us apart, to consecrate us, to preach good news to the poor. He, oh, here it is. He will call, you will be called the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. He calls us priests, priests of the Lord. Do you know that in the Bible time, the only way that you could be a priest or a religious leader is if you were born into that family. And if you were not born into that family, you were going to just do whatever your dad did. So if you were as a, a little kid and you saw the priest at your church, you're like, oh, I want to be a priest. Uh, if if your daddy wasn't a priest, you couldn't be a priest, baby. You was gonna be what your daddy was. If your daddy was a fisher, you was gonna be a fisher. If your daddy was a was a was a was a uh, a a, a, merge, a a key maker, you was gonna be a key maker. If your daddy was a shoemaker, that was you what you were gonna be. But because of God, God basically said, "Hey, I'm gonna send my son to die for you." So you won't have to do any of those weird sacrificing animals and completely wiping out all. We have no animals now because you're so super evil. I'm gonna send my son to die in your place. And then what's gonna happen is I'm going to wipe away all of your sin so you can like i read this i read this somewhere i read it in some christian website it says we are justified through christ okay and we are um dang it it says we are justified and we are we have salvation okay so 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 salvation is basically like we're we're saved like we're forgiven we have forgiveness and we have justification so forgiveness is like you did a crime you did a bunch of crimes you go to you go to the court and the judge says you know what i'm gonna throw it away it doesn't even matter if you did it boom you're you're free and justification is oh by the way um i have a mansion and i'm rich and come to my house you are now a part of my family so not only has god forgiven our sins but god has invited us into a royal family we are royal priests so we so like if we're priests that means our daddy is a priest we are adopted into a family 
Okay. And a lot of us do not believe that. And a lot of us self-sabotage ourselves because we don't believe who we are. So imagine if Jesus didn't believe who he was, he, we, we wouldn't be here. So the implication of this, the clinical implication of this is, is self-sabotage. It's low self-esteem. It's, it's not knowing who we are. It's, it's, it's low self-worth. And the spiritual implication of it is not knowing who we are in Christ. And we are, we are the problem. God showed me I am the problem and I'm the problem because I'm not walking in authority. I'm not walking in dominion. I'm not walking in what God has called me to be. I'm not walking my life out as a priest. I'm not walking my life out as a person who has dominion over the earth. When something happens to me, instead of saying, Oh, I'm a victim. Why is that happening to me? God, why do you let all these happen? These things happen to me. It's saying, no, I believe that Romans eight says all things work for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say only the good things. It doesn't say only the bad things. Oh, it says all things. God showed me today, even when you do something wrong, if you come to me and you repent and you ask me for help, I will help you. There was a situation in my life that it was so, it was the dumbest thing I've ever did. But when I tell you God has worked that situation out so well, if I was like, thank you, God, I was, I, I even, it was like, it was like a thank you next month. I was thanking the, the, the person that was in the situation. I was like, thank you for treating me like that. Because if you never would have treated me like that, I would have never known. I would have never known the problem. I was so unaware of the, of the issues that I was having because I wasn't walking in who God has called me to be. I thought that I deserved a certain thing. I thought that I wasn't worth a certain thing. But when I finally realized, when I when I had nothing and I went to God and I said, God, please help me. God brushed me off. He wiped me down. He gave me a new look. He gave me a new name. He get, put a new outfit on me. Just like in the in the Bible, the the um the the prodigal son, he squandered his inheritance and didn't want to be a part of the family anymore. Went to his dad and was like, I want my inheritance now. You're supposed to get your inheritance when they die. He was like, no, I want it now. The dad gave it to him. He squandered it, was living in filth and was like, you know what? Honestly, I'd rather be, I'd rather be a slave for my daddy because they eat better than how I mean. He went back to his dad. He thought his dad was going to be mad at him. His dad put him in, in the finest. He wrapped him in a robe and cleaned him up and had a celebration for him. And if you've fallen away from God, that is what he'll do. Even when you, you know, when you follow him and you fall off or, you know, you really kind of on the fence about him or you don't believe if you come back to him, he will put a robe on you. He will put a, he will cover you in a robe. He'll cover you in the finest garments and he will show you who you are. And that's what happened. And on the other hand of things, (laughs) you'll be like God, you'll be like Jesus and you might have to go to the wilderness for a few days maybe 40 days, maybe five days. I'm not sure. Or you'll be like David when David was chosen by the king to work for King Solomon and he had the anointed him with oil and he's sitting there with oil poured all over him. Like, what do I do next? You know, that might happen, but it's okay. Because look at Jesus. Jesus went and changed the, changed the world. You know, he went through that, but it's just a part of the process. And I think it's a part of the process when you, when you go to God and you, and you quiet everything and you say, God, why is my life like this? Why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? Why do I keep attracting partners like this? Why am I not making the money that I want to make at work? Why are all my friends 
like this? Or why does everybody portray me? Or why can I can I keep my eating down? Or why am I struggling with this addiction? Or why do I keep fighting with people? Or why do I keep sabotaging myself? Why can I get good grades? It's because we are the problem. It's not other people. It's us. My therapy had to get me together when I was like, I see a common pattern with all these people that I'm in this in this space with. And she goes, well, what is the common denominator, babe? She didn't say babe, but you know, I was like, me, it's you. Even if somebody treats you poorly, you know, it says, you know, it says a lot about them, but like everybody, are you letting them treat you a certain way? Are you, are you, are you not remembering who you are? So I, I think, I think the, the clinical and the spiritual implication of it is that we're not walking in who we are. And I think we need to get to a place where we quiet the noise, where we turn off our phones and we turn off our computers and we turn off the TV and we quiet ourselves enough to allow God to tell us what the T is. And we have to say, like David said, Lord created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take, take not your spirit from me. We have to ask God to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight. Cleanse me. Show me your, show me the way, show me the evil parts of me. We have to say that's a scripture. Google it. It just says, show me the parts of me that are, that are not like you. Show me the parts of me that are not connected to you. Show me the sin in my life. I think that's in the Psalms. It's, it's, it's David talking to God about his, about his sin. Show me, show me what it is that I'm, that I'm doing. Change the way that I think. When we talk about repentance, somebody, I, I had coffee with somebody and they were like, they told me, you know, this, their friend recently, um, their friend recently, you know, got saved and like trying to, you know, she started preaching online and she felt some type of way with it. She was like, she was telling me I need to repent. And I feel like people get, I did a, I did a whole episode on repentance. I don't remember what it was called, but look it up. Um, I did a whole episode about repentance. Repentance seems like such a like a, such a spooky word. Nah, repentance means to just change the way that you think, and that is like such a a, a, a psychological thing too. We're study. I'm studying that, and my therapist says that often. Like I've I've been in therapeutic uh, environments where there was no God mentioned, and they're like, no, it's your mind. Change your change your mind. Change your life. Repentance is changing the way that you think. So we need to get into repentance and sh- and allow the Lord to, to change the way that we think. And that is what happened to me, Lord. I, I, the Lord, when I quieted myself, when I, when I quieted the world, Lord, the Lord showed me, he showed me my problems and he exposed me. And it's really, really hard when the Lord shows you these things about yourself. And I know if you're going to read along with us for, for, um, the mountain is you, it's really, it's a really, it's really hard. It's really, really hard, but you can look at it as an opportunity to get better. Who doesn't, who wants to stay the same? Who wants to stay the same? The definition of, 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 of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting new results. If you're complaining about your life, if you like your life and you don't feel like anything needs to change, then maybe this wasn't the episode for you. But if you're complaining and you don't like your life and you don't feel like you're attracting the partner that you need and you don't have the friends that you need and your money is funny and you're not where you're supposed to be and you're not feeling like how you're supposed to be feeling, then it's time that you change. But we all should be living in repentance. We all should be living in a state of repentance and, and, and asking the Lord to show us because we're not 
perfect. And I mean, I may act like I'm perfect. Like I'm really good at acting like I'm perfect, but I'm not. I'm the worst. I'm the worst one. That's why God had me on this podcast. Because most of the things that I talk about on here are things that I just went through like literally 24 hours to to, literally 24 hour to one to 60 minutes before I get on the show are things that I'm experiencing. So I'm here as, as a, as a human, you know, the Lord is speaking through me, telling me to tell you that you're the problem and the, and, and, and you're the anti-hero. But the cool thing about the anti-hero is that like, you know, the anti-hero doesn't really have the qualities that it, that, 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 allows them to be the hero. But you know what? My Bible says that when I am weak, that God is strong. So that is, God loves anti-heroes. Look, read the Bible. The Bible is full of anti-heroes. What's his name? Noah, Noah couldn't talk. Uh, What's that guy? He's like the most famous guy. I always forget his name. Um, Oh my gosh. You know, Pharaoh, Egypt. Oh my God. Why do I always call him the wrong name? Oh my God. This is going to like Moses. Moses was an alcoholic. Freaking Paul who wrote like most of the, like half of the Bible was killing Christians, killing them. David was scrawny and not favorited by his brothers. He was also um, he was like the, he was a pipsqueak of the family. He was the black sheep of the family. He wasn't respected in his family. He also had an affair. Um, he killed a woman's husband so that he could have her. Okay? Like, get out of here. God loves anti-heroes because when there's anti-heroes, when we are regular people that show up and we're like, God's called me to do something. And people over here looking at like, who is you? There's a scripture in the Bible that said that Jesus was healing people. And they're like, he was from Nazareth. And they're like, what good could come out of Nazareth? Isn't his dad a carpenter? Who is he talking about? He's the son of God. What? Who? The son of man? Who are you? And it said that he couldn't heal in certain places because they didn't believe because of who he was. So people are going to look at you like, God said you're going to change the world. What? Who, Who do you think you are? You're a loser. Yeah, that's exactly who God uses. God uses regular, regular, regular folk so that he can shine through in his power so that the people can say, wow, it must be God. It's, it's got to be God because who, who are you? The fact that I'm sitting here in LA on a show of my own is, in the, is like, as a Christian, it's like, it makes no sense. I know there's somebody right now saying about me what, what, what my classmate said about her friend. Like, who does she think she is? She was just out here twerking the other day. And he, she over here talking about God. Who does she think she is? That is exactly who God wants and God uses. And when she said that, I, I didn't say anything. I just laughed to myself because I'm like, dang, God is working through her friend. God is working through. That's exactly who God needed because she's about to see God work through this woman's life and change her life. And then she'll have no other thing, no other way. I mean, she can say like, oh, that ain't true. Or, oh, maybe she's lucky. I mean, but at the end of the day, like, you know, like only God could do it. Right. So Taylor Swift does it again. Wow. I never thought I'd say that. I'm really trying to be 
intentional about making these podcasts shorter, but it's, guys, it's been a month. Like, cut me some slack, right? <laughs> I, I just, I want to encourage you if you are on this journey to, to, to grow better and this journey of repentance, I want to tell you, I'm just going to keep this quick. I want to tell you to give yourself some grace, give yourself some grace. Like, it's just like one step at a time, one step at a time. I like me, like this whole three weeks, I'm like, God completely changed my life. Like, okay, I'm a new person. Or even like yesterday at church, our pastor preached about, um, pastor Christy preached about, um, acceptance and rejection. And I'm going to have to share my notes because it was just, I'm just going to tell you, fear of rejection paralyzes you and keeps you stuck. The reasons why we sometimes experience rejection is so that we can empathize with others so that we have empathy. You can be chosen by God and rejected by man. Like what? Like, like, it's just so good. But after she preached, like, it was just so much that we all just like sat there and I go, okay, guys, now what do we do? (laughs) That's how I feel for the past three weeks. I'm like, okay, God, you told me that I'm a terrible person. Like, what do I do now? It's like, you make intentional, you make intentional moves every day to be the kind of person that you are meant, that you are called to be. So like, well, who am I called to be? Okay. You're called to be like Jesus. So read the gospels and read about who Jesus is. And also like, I take this, like, this is not a spiritual thing. Like, this is just like an agey thing or like a, you know, whatever. Take a person that you inspire, like you're inspired by. Okay. Like I love, of Oprah, right? You know, people can say what they want about Oprah and happy birthday to Oprah. She's had a birthday yesterday. Um, take a person you love. Like I love Oprah. Like, okay. Now what did Oprah do? You know, like try your, like try to do like kind of mimic, not mimic, but like if you're a a baller and you like basketball, like what did Kobe do? What did MJ do? They practice, they practice a lot. Like they did, they lived and breathed basketball. They didn't stop. They, they worked out. They did, you know, you got to look at your, look at the people like your mentor, get mentors or the people that you look up to and, and pretty much replicate and try and try to do what you can or, or, or visualize what you want to be. And visualize what you want to be and um do the do what you need to do every single day do something that that moves you towards your goal think that's working for me read every book about the subject read every book about it god has called you to be a teacher an educator read every education book read the books after every famous educator every influential educator you know you love singing okay get you a um uh, uh, um, a, a singing coach or, you know, there's a, you can do it on YouTube, warm up your voice every day, practice every single day, watch videos of your favorite singers. You're a runner, run every day, like do what you're called to do. If God has called you to do something, do it. And then that's been the thing for me. I'm like, God, what have you called me to do? He's like, Adrian, you, Adrian, you already know what you're supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do. You know it. That was another thing for me. Like, finally, like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? God's like, you know your purpose. Your purpose hasn't changed. It's been the same since you were a child. You know what you're supposed to do, so do it. And, and, <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's like really it. Like, just have grace for yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Surround yourself with people that have like similar dreams and like that can that can encourage you and and help you and 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 lift you up and then tell you about yourself when you're not being your full true potential. Like that like keep you know, keep yourself don't be distracted. Like do what you're supposed, you know, give yourself a break, you know, have a cheat day, you know, have some downtime, have a sabbath, but like work towards who you're who you're supposed to be and and just 
see God, see God. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a part of me that's like, God, I really want to be this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be super transparent here. And if you rock with me all the way to this part of the episode, God bless you. Okay. We're going to get really real. Like all the people that didn't make it to this episode, they missed out. Cause I'm going to be real, 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 real transparent. There's a part of me that wants to do something, right? There's a part of me that wants this has the desire to be this type of person and or to have this occupation right and god is like absolutely not that's not what you're doing and i'm like god i really 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 want to do that really 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 want to do that and god's like that is not what you're called to do right now i'm like but wait you're called to do this other thing that you're doing currently and i'm like but no i really 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 want to do this other thing and he's like no so you have to get in the presence of god and you have to seek the lord because sometimes we may go after things that that um god has not called us to at least at the moment he might have something better for us and i'm just telling you like i'm literally like i'm just a witness of that like we we often make shortcuts for ourselves like even like i talked about it before we often make shortcuts like i made a shortcut by like making something happen that shouldn't have been happening and i'm getting bit in the butt like not a good idea and I'm facing the consequences of the decision I made to try to make a shortcut or try to do it my way God is like that is not the way that I have have called you to do it and you're gonna learn you're gonna learn today so here we are and have I learned my lesson let's just hope so let's just hope that I learned my lesson okay but I, I just wanted to come on here and encourage you and 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 inspire you and also upset you because you are the problem and so am I and it's okay because we have God and we're good and we're gonna be okay okay and it's an hour in okay y'all I really love y'all so much thank you so much for coming to the audacious Adri show don't forget March 4th in LA, we're having a book club, so make sure you get your copy of The Mountain Is You by Brianna West. Weist, I think it's called. Look it up. It's an incredible book. Hit me up for the location, and I can't wait to talk about this book. This book has absolutely changed my life, and I want to walk with you all through your journey to be a better person, to improve your spiritual, mental, and physical health. So please, if you ever have a question, you can email me show at gmail.com you can absolutely wait you know what that's not the right email let me tell y'all the right email y'all because i'm tripping okay you can email me at adri at audaciousadrishow.com i would love 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 to talk to you i would love 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 to to walk you through you know what you're going through and just keep keep that in mind because like this is my this is my future profession and I want to be there for you. I want to pray for you. And I'm going to pray for you now. I'm going to pray us out. Father God, thank you so much for bringing us here. Thank you so much for exposing us and showing us who we are and who we are. And Lord, I pray that everybody that listens to this episode hears something and gets something and can take something away from this. That they can be inspired. That they can transpire. That they can be encouraged. That they can be stirred up in their spirit. That they can wrestle with what you have um, with what you have given me, God, I thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord. And I pray that everybody that along their journey, that they become truly who you have called them to be. And there is a scripture that I want to pray and I want to pray it for all of you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for, for this opportunity to be on this podcast. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for calling us for a purpose and for a plan. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us a hope and a future. Thank you, God, that you work everything for our good because you have called us according to your purpose, Lord. I pray that all of us 
will will make it to the end of our of our of our of our roads here god i pray that we will like dr miles monroe says die that we will die empty that everything that must come out of us every gift every talent every idea every creative venture every song every book every dance everything lord that you have called us to do lord that we will do it lord and i just declare that over every single person and i just pray philippians 3 14 over every single listener that we will press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which god through jesus christ is calling us lord may our may this prayer be set before you like incense may the lifting up of our hands be like an evening sacrifice and may the lord lead our hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of god and the patient endurance that comes from christ and let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for god can be trusted to keep his promise in jesus name amen thank you so much for listening to the audacious adri show make sure you share this podcast hit me up on social media or you can send me an email and i'll see you at the book club Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon.